Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and we are Stranger Than. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We are a podcast discussing unsolved mysteries, weird occurrences, misunderstood phenomena, and creepy happenings. If this is not your first time listening, then welcome back. And oh. happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever else. Whatever it is you choose to celebrate or not celebrate. Happy wintertime, Saturnalia. Happy wintertime. Except wintertime is just so not happy most of the time. Because it's just like life, except it's it's more stressful and the weather sucks. That's true. And you, your kids are out of school for a time, so it uh, causes you to have to do a little bit more work around the house, doesn't it? Well, maybe a little bit, but it's actually less stressful when the kids are not in school. I oh, prefer there you go. it. A lot of parents like for their kids to be in school and can't wait for school to start again after summer. I am just like, God fucking damn it, because I got to work anyways. Yeah, yeah. And school just puts this, just adds so much more work. Because I got to get them ready and up in the mornings. I can't just like get up and go. You know, I got to get up. I got to find out who has fucking PE and needs to wear their goddamn tennis shoes that day. And who has library and needs to turn in a book. And who's got a special fucking assembly about this that I find out like three days before. And I got to take off work to like run down there and like be a good parent. And Well, there you go. I'm sure there's other parents out there that would. Probably agree. You know, probably agree and know how this time feels when you have like three kids in fucking school. But you know, yeah, Merry fucking Christmas. Or happy yeah. whatever, happy, happy Saturday. whatever, happy Hanukkah. I don't know anybody that ever celebrates Kwanzaa, but Merry Kwanzaa. Right. Merry everything else that goes on. Happy winter solstice. That's one. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the days will slowly, ever so slowly, start getting longer. Yeah, that's good. I like it. We're almost to that, like, low point. <laughs> well, today what we're going to talk about is kind of along the lines of something we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. It is end of the worldy. This year, according to some in the Jewish tradition, there has been some things that have been happening. Mm-hmm. And one of them has to do with a very special little cow, a calf. A special little lot of things. Basically, in Jewish tradition, a third temple needs to be built before the Messiah can show up and the end of times can come about. There are some signs that this is close to happening, of which we will relate. It pretty much goes that someday a leader will arise that will be a direct descendant of King David's dynasty. Yeah, David and Goliath David. The years just preceding his coming are supposed to be a clusterfuck. Recession, war, tyranny... All that kinds of fun stuff, it's pretty similar to kind of what's going right. on today, politically speaking. And I feel like this is pretty similar to what goes on basically for all time since this, it's what's been going on. Oh yeah, it's for always all time. Every I mean, generation. If you're trying to make it fit political turmoil and all this kind of stuff being all fucked up, I mean, that's. That's not one that's really special to just now. No, no. I that's, mean, you, that's... Could, you could make that one fit just about any fucking, every fucking year that, like, human beings have, like, existed. Well, as far as Christianity is concerned, basically every single year after Christ died, they thought it was going to be the second coming of Christ. <laughs> right. And they've always pointed to all these things that have happened, and mm -hmm. it obviously hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. So there are some things that transcend 
time, and those would be war, tyranny, <laughs> recession. Yep, exactly. Maybe not recession. It comes and goes. But there's been a couple other things to happen to happen recently that have got people like maybe a little bit more convinced. Yeah, not just the usual. Mm -hmm. Some traditions say that God will build the third temple, while others say the Messiah will do it. That really doesn't matter. Someone's going to build it. And there it's going to is... be in a certain spot, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll oh, get yeah. into all like, of that. Like the deal over the spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there is no debate as to whose job it is to gather all the Jews from the world and bring them to Israel. That lands firmly on the Messiah. So that's no matter who builds the temple, that's his job. Now, when I say Israel, I don't mean today's Israel, the one that came about in after World War II. Original Israel, the promised land, the land of Israel, takes up a shitload of area. It takes up eastern Egypt, most of Saudi Arabia. It's the northern portion of Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. most of Iraq, most of Syria, and all of Lebanon, Jordan, and today's Israel. Wow, that's, that's, that is quite a bit. It's a whole lot of land. Mm -hmm. I actually never realized that they were in control of that much land back in the day. Way back in the day. Yep. This Messiah will need to be accepted by the rest of the world as the one person in charge. So, you know... That's going to be an easy task. Mm-hmm. Especially since, um, you know, there's more than one faith invested in this. Exactly. Mm hmm <laughs> <laughs> There's three faiths that are very much all about this whole area. Yeah. 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 With the world under this one guy's control, apparently there's not going to be any war, no famine, and everything will be just fine. Oh, okay. So that's that's a thing. Apparently. Well, that's reassuring. Uh, the religion of the whole world will be Judaism. Oh, okay. And everyone will be moral and spiritual. Hmm. Also, all the dead in Israel are supposed to be resurrected either when the Messiah shows up initially or 40 years after he arrives. Sources there. One or the other. One or the other. No in between. Either right away or 40 years later. <laughs> yep, either way. Yeah, one of the two. And by resurrected, like. As in, like, walking the earth again resurrected? Or that's just, I'm sure or like, that, more like the Christian, like, you know, the rapture where you're going to go to, like, you I, know, the kingdom of heaven. For, I read it as, like, they arise from the dead and they're just inhabiting the earth. Okay. But I'm sure there is probably lots of people who debate what is meant by resurrection. That That's a valid point. Once all of this occurs, God will be happy because humans will have made a place that he can live on Earth, <laughs> which means that basically we're just a big fucking terraforming program. Yeah. So let's talk about this third temple. This third temple is a complicated thing. The most obvious thing about it is that there were two before it. The first one was destroyed by the Neo-Babylonians in 586 BCE, and the second one was destroyed by the Romans in 70 CE. It should also be noted that the temple is called the Temple of Solomon. Uh, the first two temples were thought to have been built on the same location. So now the third temple has to go in, like, the same location? Exactly. And guess what's also on this location? <laughs> well, that would be the Dome of the Rock. Yes. Fairly important building in Islam. And Islam is, like, not invested in this, like, at all, I don't think. They don't give shit about... This mis particular messiah. They've got their own particular end of the, like, 
end of days end of, the end of days thing, thing but it's not this thing it's it's this is a different thing it's but a I, different thing. i'm sure it involves this area the temple mount which is where dome of the rock is mm-hmm. and because christianity is also all about this area everyone christianity judaism and islam are all just like ball deep in this particular area right it's, and and so the the idea that the um Christians or Jews are going to like displace the Muslims that currently they don't want. Yeah. Like, you know, have this sacred space, so to speak. Yep. I believe at the time that's probably not going to go over well. Um... Oh no, no, (laughs) no, it's not going to go over well. And the idea that, you know, like, okay, well, you know, all these signs pointed, like this is just going to happen. And, you know, I, I just imagine them over there and just like, uh, I don't fucking think so. See, I almost believe that all this end of days talk, like how all this area is in these three kind of combating religions, end of days thing Mm -hmm. is in of itself going to bring about end of days. Possibly. Because, you know, I would like to see it more bring about like end of stupid shit that people kill each other over. How about that? Yeah, that would be great. That would be awesome. How about we just end that? Probably not. (laughs) Well, this third temple needs to be in the same spot as the previous two. Specifically, the Holy of Holies needs to be in the same spot. Sadly, no one is exactly sure where that is. Crusaders back in the day believed that the Holy of Holies was located in the Well of Souls, which is a natural cave augmented by man located under the foundation stone foundation stone in the dome of rock doesn't this sound all crazy like all these like capitalized like pronoun names like Mm -hmm. the well of souls and holy of holies it sounds like something out of a fantasy novel or like it's it's pretty indiana jones well yeah it's super well i mean indiana jones there there's some cool shit buried in that site i'd like to get i'd like to get on that site and just start doing some digging if i didn't think like you know People from like three different, <laughs> yeah, extreme like religious factions would fucking like murder my three ass. Three very dangerous religions. Right. Although I think Judaism is probably slightly less dangerous than Christianity and Islam. Yeah, but you know. But it's hard to say. They're all pretty. You scary. never know. You never know. You got crazies in every walk of life. Same with all the. the That's uh, true. Prominent religions. That's very true. <laughs> the Holy of Holies is basically the apartment of the Israelite God Yahweh. When the Jews were on their exodus, they carried this portable thing with made of gold and finely woven cloth. This was a place that Yahweh hung out in the mortal world. It's also called a tabernacle, which means residence in Hebrew. Isn't that something for like some kind of like singing group? <laughs> I think maybe also that. No, I think it's like the tabernacle choir. The tabernacle. And I think they use it That's because a singing it's a, group. <laughs> because it's like a religious choir. And so oh, the tabernacle being okay, the see, Holy of Holies. I know. I've, yeah. I've like heard that word associated yes. with singing. That's yes. where my, my brain just like, like, wait, this is familiar. Yes. Even though you're getting fucking old and that happens less and less often. <laughs> there are very specific instructions as to how this room was to be built in the temple which not even I'm going to go into. Oh, I know. Oh, wow. Thank you for that. I know. that. That's my... I was just, I was just rolling my eyes. Just I like, know. Jesus I saw that. Fucking Christ. Here we go. That's my Christmas gift to you. <laughs> I've actually read it before, and it's absolutely ridiculous. It talks about, 
like how many cubits and oh, just all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and then you'd and have to convert it to all your metrics. I know. It would be a would bunch of numbers. Like, and oh, my God. I'm sorry, listeners. You don't get my foolish babble as far as that's <laughs> concerned. It's my gift to you, Joanna. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's a present that I appreciate. That's right. Uh, so this room was where they eventually kept the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, I, I felt like the Ark of the Covenant was going to like come into play at some point. Of course. Of course. Jewish tradition also says that the Messiah has a deadline. This deadline is after Bible math, 2240 CE. When this new temple is built, it's going to have to go through the same anointing ritual as did the last one. This is a fairly complicated ritual that requires a red calf. Mm-hmm. Now we're finally on to the red calf. Red calves are quite rare. Apparently, there hasn't been a true red calf. Well, by biblical standards, there hasn't been a true red calf born in the last 2,000 years. They all were born in the second temple period. Right. And I think there has to be like, there's supposed to be like a certain number. And this one would also, like, whatever is the next certified red calf born, that's like the 10th red calf or yeah, something yeah. like that, which is also significant. It's supposed to be the last one ever to be born. Right. This is supposed to be the last one ever to be born, and this will be the one that they end up sacrificing, basically, to um, purify the... Third temple. Their temple. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a big part of the process. There's a verse. It's Numbers chapter 19, verse 1 through 10. In which book? Numbers. Oh, Numbers. Oh, numbers, I, yeah. That always confuses me. I know, right? It seems like a weird book to be in. Yeah. But it is. It's number something and you're like number from what, you know. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Bible teachers across the the world like, love that Why joke. Did you have to like, name oh, it fucking numbers. Like god damn it. I mean, <sighs> yeah. You little fucks. Fucked up again. Fucked up again. Took the Lord's name in vain. So the big biblical standards, I guess, for the true red calf is that it's a female. And it has to be true red as in, like, it doesn't have even, like, two hairs. Or the maximum would be, like, two individual hairs of a different color. You can't have more than two hairs of a different color. Which is what they mean by unblemished. You'll oftentimes mm-hmm. see it says unblemished red cow. And you may, that's what it means, is that the, the color is unblemished by any other. Well, yes. And also unblemished as in can't be pregnant Oh, right. Has yeah. To be, it, yeah. <laughs> it could never have had a, and it could never have been working. It never right. had a Right. It never on used it. for labor. Yeah. And born a natural birth. So I guess no, like, cutting the cow, the calf out of the cow. Or maybe, yeah, maybe not helping it birth the cow, the calf. Yeah. Something, something along those lines. Although I feel like they're no being epidural. a little fast and loose with that last rule. Right. Because. Yeah. As it so happens so far, cow has not had any blemishes, and it has been certified as a true red by a rabbi. And that puts us at third temple time. I mean, I wonder how mm-hmm. cows live. That's one thing I did not check is how long cows, like a like a domestic cow's lifespan is. Hey, they can live a while. I'm sure. So they we can have, live a good long while. Yeah, but especially... I think the, there's some sort of deadline with. It has to be done when the cow is, like, three or four years old. Oh, so there's an actual, like... There is a deadline. Age of the cow. Mm-hmm. There is an actual age of the cow. Um, but, you know, the cow was... The calf was just born, like, August, like, late August of 2018. Yes, so that's... So... 
at the time really, of the you know, you don't need to worry just old. yet. I mean, it's still a few years before they can sacrifice it, and and then this is also going on the fact that they actually like are able to go onto that site and be like, yeah, we're building a temple here, right? So, yeah, and then yeah, no, depending so, I mean, on who builds end times it. are not just upon us quite yet. We got a couple years. Yeah. Well, the Wailing Wall, also known as the Western Wall, Kotel, or the Barak Wall, is a limestone wall in the old city of Jerusalem. The old city was the place that used to be all of Jerusalem previous to 1860 when Mishkanad Sha'ananim was established. This was a Jewish neighborhood that expanded the boundaries of the old city, which was not even one square mile previously. It was 0.35 square miles, or 0.9 square kilometers. So, not a lot of space. Mm -mm. Old City Jerusalem is a religiously important place because, in addition to the wall, it has the Temple Mount, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, the Dome of the Rock, and the Al-Aqsa Mosque. This hits holy places for all the Abrahamic religions. The wall is thought to have been an expansion built onto the second Jewish temple. In the Jewish faith, this wall is the holiest place that prayer is allowed. This place is second in holiness only to what lies beyond it, which is the foundation stone, which is the rock at the center of the Dome of the Rock. Oh, okay. <laughs> if there is a God, the biggest joke he played was putting all this holy shit in one place. Absolutely. Uh, besides being old as fuck and being near all this religiously significant stuff, a snake slithered out of this wailing wall to munch on a pigeon that flew off and escaped. This is supposedly a sign that the Messiah is coming, and is apparently not something said specifically in the Bible. I looked quite a bit to try and find... Didn't find any snake No. there. I mean, there were quotes stuff. about snakes. Oh, well, and, yeah, I mean, the Bible's kind of big on snakes. And also nothing pigeons. about it, like, slithering through a wall and eating a pigeon and that nothing, being like... Nothing that specific. Okay. There was not even any that had both animals. Uh, there's ones about Did pigeons. Did it slither through the wall because it's the holiest of walls? There was none of that. There's, there's none of that either. They, they Did said you see nothing. where I was trying to go with that? Like, oh, was that like a vagina thing? No, not. Oh. it was not a vagina thing. It was like a Swiss cheese thing. Like it's the holiest wall. So it's got the most holes in it. And that's why the snake oh. slithered through was because there was a bunch of fucking holes in the wall. And it just I didn't know snakes were partial to Swiss cheese. I think I that's like why all I kinds didn't, of cheese. I guess I just I didn't understand that you had I didn't know about snakes as much. I know you have used to have snakes at your house. So I just didn't know they were big on cheese. Well, it has nothing to do with cheese. Oh. Yeah, the snakes don't have anything to do with the cheese. I'm saying that the wall is like Swiss cheese because there's full but of But there's holes. no cheese came out of the wall. No, no cheese came that's out of the not, wall. That's not the part of the prophecy. The snake slithered through the wall because it had a bunch of holes in it. Because it was going for the pigeon. And, yes. But not I was cheese. Just, uh, yeah, not cheese. I mean, maybe I it had cheese using, for the pigeon. I was using the Swiss cheese as a euphemism for the wall full of holes. You would. Okay. And he's just like, you know... And the first thing I hopped to is vagina. Yeah. Fucking pervert. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, well, uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> the talk about pigeon is normally about pigeons is normally comparing pigeons and Jews. Uh, they pretty much say that if Jews abandon the Torah, they will be as vulnerable as a pigeon in the open. So no real doom and gloom there. It seems like pigeons are actually pretty hardy. They are. There's a lot of pigeons There's around. There's a lot of pigeons, and they have so much disease. They're so disgusting. 
And they're all deformed and shit, a lot of them. But they just keep on living and breeding. L-I-V-I-N. And, yeah, they're just still everywhere. So, I think pigeons are kind of tough. That's just my opinion. You're sticking to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Snake talk happens with a relative frequency in the Bible. Snake talk. Snake talk. It sounds so fucking dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Everything sounds dirty to you. Except for apparently not Swiss cheese. Yeah, no. Um, Nothing explicitly states that there's any meaning to a snake in the wall. In Hebrew numerology, called gematria, the word for snake and messiah both equal the same number, which means something probably. I just don't know what that is. That's just something, you know. It's like, a thing. It's like, oh, hey, look at this. The The word count is the same, too. Mm, yep. Yay. The, Zora, sign. The, the Zohar speaks more of this prophecy. The Zohar is the basics of Kabbalah. As I understand it, it is like level one Kabbalah or like mm. a white belt in martial arts. Is Kabbalah like still a thing that celebrities do? I don't know. The only person I know that does it is Madonna. I think like Ashton Kutcher did it for a while. Too. Oh, maybe. And like Demi Moore when they were like together before Ashton married Mila Kunis. Yeah, I don't know. I don't actually like really pay attention to, you know, the celebrity what have yous. I only do like whatever just like makes my Facebook feed like so oh like, yeah yeah article, yeah then it's like okay totally mm-hmm. that's about as much as I do I don't kind of like actively seek out celebrity information no you just it just gets shoved in your face I looked all over like I said earlier and I couldn't really find out any place about how the snake and the wall and the Messiah were all linked in the Bible and and the I pigeon could, too don't forget about the and the pigeon. pigeon and all I could find is just certain rabbis saying that they felt that it was something of significance it just seems like it's important exactly like they also talked about I, I can just feel it like a rock also fell out of the wall and almost hit someone there praying oh my god a rock fell out a of the fucking big stone rock wall too. yeah no oh. a big rock well like if, it wasn't just like a, a little stone like ding 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 but a big rock almost crushed some lady who was praying jesus christ and so they consider that like to i be wonder how much too. of a sign that would have been if it actually well they consider it a sign killed her even though it didn't hit anybody yeah but I feel like that's more of a sign that it's it's getting old as fuck. And oh, even well, yeah, if it killed people, like I would still be like, wall. it's because it's fucking old as fuck. I mean, and shit eventually. The second breaks. The second and... temple was destroyed by the Romans in 70 CE, so that wall is old as fuck. Yeah, and it was around for a couple hundred years. So it's it wasn't just like you know built in 65 and then knocked down five years later. It was around for a bit. So that is. An old, old, old wall. Yeah, that that is the, the that is what I would attribute to a big chunk of it falling out. I don't follow. <laughs> <laughs> the Dead Sea, Joanna. The Dead Sea. Dead Sea is pretty salty. It's salty as fuck. It's saltier than I am. It's <laughs> man, and that's pretty salty. It's even saltier than the ocean. In fact, it is 9.6 times as salty as the ocean. And the ocean is salty as fuck. I mean, have you ever swallowed ocean water? There is so much fish semen in ocean water. Oh, my God. Well, I don't. I didn't need to hear that, number one. Um, and number two, I was simply trying to make a point. Like, I mean, it like just one little taste of it, and you're just like, Bleh! it's so fucking salty. So I can't imagine something that's like nine times saltier. Well, I'm not going to do the math. But, but there's no fish semen in the Red Sea. I know is that there. the Dead Sea is 34% salt. 
And so whatever 9.6 times less than that is is what the ocean is. Well, take a glass of water and fill like half of it with salt and then mix don't it do together and, and, and take a little sip. That's probably, that's don't probably, do that. well, yeah, no, don't actually do that. I'm just saying it was salty and gross. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to kind of paint a picture of how salty this shit must be. So salty that in addition to the water being salty, there is salt that is accumulated all up on the beach as well. Like dried salt. Yes. No plants are growing. There is nothing that can survive this. And this is not a recent development. It's been that way for a while. Hundreds of years. As long as there has been, like, people writing down records, you is know? That's what, is that why it's called the Dead Sea? Because, like, nothing lives in it? Right, exactly. Oh. The Bible itself talks about this particular area as being a garden. It describes Lot as seeing this area and being overcome with its natural beauty. This was, of course, before Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed, changing the landscape forever in a salty wasteland. Apparently... This is the area so where the Dead Sodom and Gomorrah sea was. Is like, like a wrath of God. Creation. Right, right. I mean, you remember the 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 story of Sodom and Gomorrah when Lot and then his like two or three daughters and his wife were leaving. The angels said, like, "Don't look back. Don't witness this destruction. Otherwise, you know, you'll be fucked." And his wife looked back, and she turned into salt. Mm. So I'm sure as part of the destruction, God completely, you know, raised the whole area, salting the earth so nothing could ever grow there. He was just going through a salt phase, I guess. He just assaulted everybody. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's the best one yet. Bam. You didn't even script that, did you? Nope. That was, you. that was off the cuff. <laughs> off the cuff. Ezekiel saw this area as being filled with fish and plant life in the days before the third temple and describes it in Ezekiel chapter 47, verses 8 through 9. Today, waters of the Dead Sea are receding. Water is being diverted from the Jordan River, which feeds the Dead Sea and, uh, you know, to, to use for irrigation. The, obviously, it's the water from the river, not from the Dead Sea. Right, because I think anything you irrigated with, like, Dead Sea water would just, like, shrivel up and die. Exactly. They also do mineral extraction on the Dead Sea, to which, you know, also is lowering the water levels. So the water's receding has opened up sinkholes on what is now shore, which are filling with water, fresh water, with From fish in it. Whoa. Yeah, fish in this area that's been covered in salt since the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Fresh water, fish, and even some plant life. So that's pretty crazy. Now, less crazy is that now we're actually able to dive to the bottom of the Dead Sea. Originally, we couldn't do this because the salt was... It was just like a road shit? It would just fuck up the scuba gear and they couldn't really do anything. With new technology, that's not the case. They have found these craters in the seafloor. They measure 50 feet across and 65 feet deep. It's 15 meters across and 20 meters deep. These spew fresh water and they are teeming with microorganisms. The chances are these... Craters that are opening up are being fed from the for the fresh water that's here. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as the fish are concerned, I don't know. Microorganisms don't just suddenly turn into fish. No, that takes a long time. Yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure how the fish got there. The plant life, I can see seeds having survived for a long time or or new seeds getting there. That's not so weird. But the fish, that's pretty strange. I don't know, maybe just some shit laid eggs and they just survived instead of, like, dying. Maybe, maybe. But they would have to be 
a very old, it would be a really old species that hasn't changed much. Now I didn't see that they did any tests on what kind of fish it is or, you know. I feel like there's got to be like a scientific explanation. I'm sure there's an explanation of some sort. (laughs) One of the explanations is that this is what Ezekiel was talking about. Ezekiel said in one of his visions that the time of the third temple, this area had all kinds of like plant life and fish and stuff. So some people use that as the excuse that this is the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if the Dead Sea starts to flourish. The word Messiah itself in reference to the Jewish texts is kind of a deceptive one. Mashiach is the Hebrew word that we connect to the English word Messiah. Messiah means savior or expected deliverer in English. The Hebrew word means anointed and in the Bible days was used as a title for anyone of prestige. The Talmud is the code of religious law and basically a how to be a Jew manual. And in this literature, Mashak is used exclusively in reference to the Jewish leader that will be in charge for the end of days. So the one that we refer to as Messiah. Okay. So that's pretty much what's going on with the end of the world in 2018 as far as some of Judaism is concerned. Christians tend to care about the previously mentioned stuff because for them, it goes on to connect things from the New Testament, which maybe we'll get to next Christmas. <laughs> and then maybe we'll do uh, Islam the Christmas after. We'll, you know, mix it up between Islam and Christian. It's hard to say. Although just a few things about the Christianity interest in it is that this is all signifying the end of days and what they refer to as the rapture only it's going to be like jesus that's coming back yeah it's the second coming mm-hmm, the second coming of jesus and it's basically the same though you know like jesus comes and god is like cool with that and then you know anyone who believed is gonna go into the rapture and uh it's a little bit different than whatever they're meaning by resurrected but Everyone who, I think, some hardcore Christians really believe that, like, everyone is going to go into the rapture, even the living and the dead. So, basically, we're all going to ascend to heaven, at least those of us that aren't sinners, like... Like me. Like you. And myself. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know... Yeah, they are going to burn in hell for all eternity, because, you know, hey, Jesus is totally like that. He's oh really, yeah, he's really into like condemning the whole fire people. And and... <laughs> thing. Well, you know the, a lot of what they say because you know how like the the voice of God, uh, like throughout the Bible and then into the New Testament changes quite a bit. Is right. some people think that there's actually different gods that this Yahweh God is different than the Creator God, which is different than the the New Testament God, and you know so it's that's a whole different thing. But mm-hmm. that Yahweh is just a name of one yeah, aspect. It's interesting or one, how like one God can God. be like, you know, Oh, Hey, I'm going to like dole out all these punishments upon you. But then at the same time, it's like, no, God loves us all. You know? Turn the other cheek. <laughs> but like, you know, I'm going to toss your ass in a whale for a little while mm-hmm. until you do what I want you to do. But I love everyone, everyone. and all are forgiven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and definitely the, some conflicting um, views on God and how God is as a, an omnipotent, you know. And from what I understand, Judaism, it's a little bit different for their end of days as well because they're not – it's not like everyone's going someplace. We're making it so God wants to hang out down here mm-hmm. and, and so everything is fine. Not like Christianity where it's like we're going to go to God now. We all We all get to go hang with God now. 
or all the all the believers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And I'm not I, sure I what not it is in Islam. God, for sure. I don't know much about Islam as all. At, I have no all. idea what Islam end of days is. I only mentioned Islam because you know it's. It's the third of the. I mean, it's the. It's, it's the third of the three. Right, the third of the three, and and also like their part in it, which is basically like no, we control this territory, oh, yeah. <laughs> and this is like our sacred stone, and you're not gonna fucking build shit here. Is how I think that their their response would the be. The area, so. that area, there's like ten. It's 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 cut up into ten spaces that mm-hmm. they allow for different people to worship. And nine of them are for Muslims, and then one is for all non-Muslims to go to. They own the area. I mean, by all rights, they get to make you know the mm-hmm. the, the decisions there. But that's just an so example. So that seems of like how... that might be kind of a hang-up when it comes to like the whole building yeah. of the third temple. Yeah, I think so. So <laughs> I mean, that's just an example of how difficult this whole thing, politically speaking, is going to be. Now, if what they say, you know, the Messiah comes and everyone's like, "No, that's totally cool," and maybe the Messiah is like, "No, you know, Muslims, check this out," and they're like, "Oh man, we get it," and they're like, "No, Jews, check this out." The Jews are like, "Superpowers to like convince everyone." Oh, and like, oh, and everyone's going to be a good person. And then the Christians will be like, "Oh, and we got." parts of this wrong too and it's oh, like yeah you yeah, see totally admit like, to like really you know, like some misinterpretation like, ah, and then everything's fine and like all the other religions are like oh and you guys i actually have you know several arms and so the you know the the hindu everyone who you know are the hindus are like oh shit yeah that's mm-hmm. this person and you know everyone gets along and then they can build a, a thing there and everything's fine i mean well that i hope it is that way way more than like you know christian version because i'm gonna be burning in hell and that's just gonna suck yeah i don't want to do that i'd rather everyone like start being nice to each other but well the they, nice thing about christianity joanna is all you gotta do is ask is, for forgiveness uh, is about as a uh, far-fetched of one that i can if you're worried about it just imagine. be like hey can i be forgiven and then you can go to heaven that's that's the lovely part about it it's like no i love you jesus 100 percent. accept you into my life please forgive me all right. Well, do you have anything you'd like to add? I would like to add another thing about the red cap situation. Oh, yes, I know please. people are putting a lot of stock in that particular, you know, that that's like one of the biggest that's signs. That's the big one, yeah. That's the big one. Yeah, the, the, the snake in the wall is, is a like, sensational one, but the red calf is really the, the big one. It's, it's, it's a big one because, I mean, it actually is mentioned in the Bible. So, you know, Specifically. there's that. Well, first of all, I have trouble believing that in 2000 years there hasn't been another red calf born another true red by biblical standards right because it seems like that just would have happened somewhere in the world knowing about genetics yeah and i mean okay. if you want to and, and if you want to toss science out i mean still <laughs> it's just like come on here's something sciencey for you the red calf is believed to be a breed known as the red angus and they currently don't have any of that breed in the current country of Israel. Israeli law prohibits the importing of cattle right. into the country. So this true red calf, this miracle calf that everyone's freaking out about. Is like Okay, so they sent they imported frozen embryos. Oh like red Angus embryos into into Israel and then put them into domestic cattle. Interesting. So, so and this calf was like born in uh, the Temple Institutes, like uh, science it, department. Yeah, basically, it's Crazy. called raise a red heifer, 
the Raise a Red Heifer program. Wow. And so, that's who's caring for her right now because, you know, of course, she can't be blemished in any way. That's so funny. So, like, didn't it say specifically in the Bible that it needed to be of natural birth? Yeah, but, I mean, natural birth, are they interpreting that as it just, like, came out of the cow naturally without intervention? Right, but not necessarily the placing of it in the cow. Yeah, well, like I said earlier, I think I think they're playing fast and loose with that, <laughs> yeah, that rule. So. <laughs> they're like, I don't know. And it's just like, oh, this is interesting. Okay, so this didn't even like spontaneously occur in nature. That I mean, that's some disqualifying points for me. Well, I don't know. I mean, if they're you... trying to base. They're basically using genetics to you okay, know follow this logic, Joanna. Make it happen to create it themselves. They're making it happen. Themselves. Okay, well, follow this. Okay, so we are natural. God made us. We made the ability to do this to the animals. So. Isn't that by extension natural? I think that's every excuse that that's what people who like actually believe in science, but like also are like affiliated with religion in some way, like say like that's the excuse. Right, their justification. That's their justification for um, placing their faith in actual science versus uh, miracles. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. So, and I mean, even if this, Red cow was spontaneously like born just cause and not because they specially like bred these embryos and transplanted them into like their special cow that they have there at the Temple Institute. Yeah. Um even if this did just randomly occur, I would still be like, you know, I'm not sitting at the edge of my seat here <laughs> waiting for the end of days. Yeah, you know, I, just feel I, like, I feel you know like what? if they're Whatever. just they're, they're sort of like it's like a temptation of fate. And you know, it's like probably this thing has happened before, but just nobody fucking noticed. You look at like all the like Greek tragedies and shit. You look at the, the story of Oedipus, how like the king tries to do everything he possibly can, and you know to to keep this prophecy from happening, and and then it ends up happening anyway, and it's horrible and shitty, and Oedipus fucks his mother, and he kills his father, and he puts out his own. He blinds himself. Yeah, I mean, yeah. God, like and Oedipus all... is just so fucking and, and that's awful it, no despite whatever he said so like we you know he was like trying he did, to I like mean. he was trying to do everything to have that prophecy not fulfilled but then in doing that it ended up fulfilling and so itself. i feel like if you're doing everything you can to make this prophecy happen it's still only going to happen when it wants to happen right you can't force it and i feel like that's very forced that's a little bit forced and this is of course you know under the assumption that prophecies are an actual thing that can be Right. You know, now I know I know prior to this cow being born, there there was one instance in like the United States where allegedly a true red was born and everyone freaked out about it until they found out the cow was pregnant. Oh, and then it disqualified it. Right. But the guy said allegedly. What a hussy. (laughs) It's a hussy heifer. Allegedly, the guy had been offered a million dollars for this cow and he refused um, because he wanted to be the one to deliver it to the Messiah himself. Because that's how into it he was. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, but then all these rabbis like came and, and then when they came, they discovered the cow was pregnant and they're like, oh yeah, sorry. That's not our true red. But in the years since then, they have uh, apparently just decided to take it upon themselves. They've gotten all fucking like Jurassic Park with it. No and- shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's his name's like the fucking he's like runs the fucking institute, the dude with the fucking cane. Yeah, yeah. Uh John Hammond. Yeah, Hammond. <laughs> John Hammond sits on the board of directors at the fucking institute. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so in a nutshell, I'm I'm not holding my breath for the end of times. Yes, just like when we talked about <laughs> the end of days is more of a general concept and, you know, different stories around it. We uh I I'm right there with you. I don't think I don't think it's coming anytime soon. If it's coming, it's not going to be, you know, in that way. It's no. going to be like super volcano. It's going to be some sort of like, you know, cataclysmic. AI something. Event. Something we, we, you can listen to that episode if you'd like to hear a little bit more about at the end of days. Dude, AI. I saw this thing for a robot because I was looking for fucking gifts for my fucking son for Christmas because he's so goddamn hard to shop for. Yeah. 17 year old boys are like the absolute worst to shop for especially ones that aren't like super like oh i need some like product and you know want like, all the latest clothes and stuff like, like video he, games yeah Derek. i mean that's video games but he's pretty conservative with them like he only likes to play like a couple so just buying him some random video games he's just gonna be like no I, i'm, I'm oh, focused on my one he likes yeah okay i see mm-hmm, you see what i'm saying here yep yep so i was looking and they amazon like had this top list and it's like this fucking robot and it's like totally like interactive it's like this cute little robot it starts the v i can't remember the vector or something we'll make sure vector. he's nice to it so when the overlords come they find out that he was like it's sort of like uh, the dog in that rick and morty episode you know yeah basically you know? and so i was, but I was sure actually nice feeling i was robot. getting more like like black mirror vibes off of it yeah like dude yeah there could be some definite downfall with technology Definitely. I'm not excluding that from, from an end of days scenario. That or some awful weather thing. Uh, the red cow and the temple and the Messiah. Yeah, not so much. Pretty low on my list. Yep. All right, then, folks. Well, you enjoy your winter holiday, whatever it may be. Christmas, mm-hmm. Saturnalia, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. Whatever the hell. And solstice. Solstice. You know, whatever, like, the cool pagan term for Christmas is. I don't even fucking know. But, you know. And hey. We will talk fun. to you next time in the new year. Yes. So stay strange, everyone. Do you enjoy the Stranger Than podcast? Please let us know. Rate and comment on iTunes. Check out and like our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Stranger Than podcast. Our Twitter at underscore stranger than or drop us an email stranger than podcast at gmail.com that's stranger than podcast all one word at gmail.com also feel free to email us any strange mysterious or misunderstood stories or topic suggestions that you'd like to share or hear about